0: Get her going. It's the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. We are live on Sportsnet 590, Sportsnet 360, and Sportsnet Plus from 4 to 6. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee, Derek Brandeo, Jen Mrollnit for the next two hours. I hope some of you out there watching and listening had a nice, quiet weekend, unlike me, who got sucked into the vortex of the NHL All-Star Weekend. Party animal, how's, nah. how's that voice out in there, buddy? You're, you're- rough. <laughs> <laughs> I really need you guys large today. I'm gonna sit back and run. I'm telling you, yesterday it was touch and go. Yeah, really? Oh yeah. I just well, glad you pulled through. I, I pushed hard yesterday, and nothing but feathers came out of my mouth.
1: Let me, you know, say you are a warrior. You're never a game time decision. You're always a go. <laughs> we always know you're in. I'd call you the Phil Kessel of shows, but I don't know that that's the compliment <laughs> I want to give you. So yeah. more like the Chris Taneb who doesn't get injured.
0: Well, unfortunately, um, it's not that quiet right now because we're right back into the, the thick of things with uh, two games on tap. More importantly, in this uh, Leaf Hour edition of the Real Kipper and Warren yes. show, the Toronto Maple Leafs and the New York Islanders get going tonight. One other game as well, but uh, we got to touch on uh, what we saw, what we heard. Oh, yeah. What we witnessed. Some things can be said. Some things stay between. (laughs) Easy
1: weekend to, like, reconnect your insider network, hey? Like, you talk to everyone in the league over the weekend.
0: Well, I did um, from Thursday on. We know that our show ended here at 6 p.m. Eastern which didn't give me enough time to get to the rink mm-hmm. and uh, watch a lot of uh, the Thursday night. But Friday and Saturday I was there, and to be honest with you, I mean, I watched part of it, but it's such a hard thing to do where you just go and, and watch and yeah. not have anybody You're talk to you. you sitting in a seat and
1: watching the game. You're, yeah, so people. I'm
0: not sure. I, like, I watched a little bit. Yeah. I watched enough.
1: I'm not going to s- ask you about the neutral zone 4 check or anything, no.
0: I watched enough to know that uh, the feel and the vibe was much better this this All-Star than we've had in a very long time.
1: I mean, the, the biggest overarching theme is just tremendous success for the City of Toronto. First off, we had a completely unusual warm February where it's sunny days and five degrees. So people got to enjoy, you know, not just inside the building, which was great, but also... The skills contest had some real life and vibrancy and intrigue again. I thought that was a real positive. Uh, Toronto fans really engaged, booing Kucherov, you know, like showing that they were a part of it. Um, And, yeah, it really ended well, right, with McDavid winning. Team Matthews wins the game. It just, to me, just a tremendously Uh, successful all-star weekend for the NHL here in Toronto.
2: Can I give you my biggest takeaway? Of course. As a Toronto Maple Leaf fan? Yes. Connor sure loves it here.
1: Uh, (laughs) Ah! That is such a Leaf fan takeaway.
2: He, So they're in the skills comp, which I was also at. He wins the fastest skater, and he does an on-camera, on-jumbotron interview. And he says, it's always great to be in my hometown. And the crowd erupted. Yeah. To their credit, they erupted. And he's not a happy guy. He is a grumpy guy. A smile, like he was, it was Christmas morning. He was six years old, and there was Jurassic Park toys spread around. <laughs> he was smiling ear to ear. I've never seen him that happy. But the Beebs was the most happy. No, Connor being oh in Toronto. My that's my biggest take. He, like, like he,
0: Connor in Toronto, it's a big weekend. He for that. did on a number of occasions mention the the faithful Edmonton Oiler followers. Yeah, 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 Of course. He's not, he's not bailing on him, Sammy. Oh,
2: okay. Hey. I'm just I'm saying how much he loves spending time in his hometown. That's true. You didn't say anything more than that. And there's not a, and there's not even anything like there's any pictures of him holding Leafs jerseys as a child. It's not even like that even exists on the internet. Like, come on. <laughs> I'm not suggesting anything.
0: We did our, our <laughs> last that? Thank well, you for that. we did our last show of the week, of course, at the Metro Convention Center. The fan uh, fair was uh uh like it's it's amazing to watch young families and you're you you're 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 included in that because your son and your wife joined us as well there but uh you took off fairly quickly yeah uh no what what was the vibe outside of the work that we did on our show
1: so my son charlie is not like a diehard hockey fan he's seven years old he plays hockey but he's not like one of those kids who's obsessed and whatever this weekend was almost a conversion for him like being around that fanfare he did a couple of the events he knows a few guys names but the skills contest, the way it goes, okay, that's Nylander and his helmet's off and you get to mm. see him and you get to root for this one guy. and He's our hometown guy. So, you know, he, we got the Islanders' blood, so he was rooting for Matthews, Nylander, and Barzal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you got a pretty good chance. You had three of the 12 guys in there. He really, you know, connected with those guys and, like, he wanted to know how they did the next day. He He had an awesome day. And I think that's what this weekend is, right? It's meant to be... To hook new hockey fans and to to pay off for the for the kids, so yeah, yeah. really cool. How pumped was he to be at our little fanfare thing? Yeah, oh, he's now, fired do, 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 the moon.
0: You know, the other thing that really strikes me, especially when you kind of right in the thick of things, and I did a couple of events today, which included the NHL mascots. Yeah, and to watch the kids <laughs> respond to these big goofy stuffed adult people in these costumes. Wait, was
1: Gritty there? He was. was yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Grady's, I, I think the they were all. I, I
0: did not see Grady. He was there. Oh, Grady was, was there. Yeah. I saw a bunch of other ones, but to watch the kids' reaction to uh, the mascots yeah. is like there's no one else in the room.
1: My only criticism of the NHL this weekend may have been the mascots were after the All Star game, which was three or the skills game, which was three plus hours long. So at 10.30, I was like, yeah, we're out of here. Yeah, You're two hours past yeah, bedtime. there's time. nowhere
0: else to put them, I guess. Before. Go
1: before, or, I don't know. That's well. something that could be happening as you walk in. This, it, this was on
0: Friday? No, or? it was
1: the skills. I think Thursday after the skills day they did. Oh, or Friday after, the after the skills. The skills
0: after Friday after the skills.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know, there's the odd thing that they could be better. Like, it could have been tightened up. You know, like one guy. Between events, there's four or five minutes to set up. Mm. To me, it was like... When you're golfing with a guy and he waits for someone else to hit, then starts this whole, like, shooting it with a laser and practice wings. Like, starts putting the glove on? It could have been, like, once yeah, one guy's sure. done the event, let's get the next guy up. It could have been tighter. I, but, it, you know. I didn't
2: mind the Tate McRae, McRae break for the NHL All-Star game. That no, was okay. No, no, she was, was good. I, I enjoyed
0: that part of it. Yeah, yeah no, no. <laughs> yeah. no that's, that's, like, yep. the real deal.
2: Yeah, lovely, lovely young woman. I'm not sure we need
0: involved. much yes. more entertainment other than maybe one as another way to maybe shorten things up, because I think they had another concert earlier.
1: Yeah, there, yeah, there, there's a you know it just the whole thing could have been two hours not three maybe but I will say it built and built and the shootout and the obstacle yeah. course at the end yeah I mean those had the the potential to flop and they landed like the the obstacle course is really cool and I love that like in the shootout uh, Barzal picks Shosturkin mm-hmm. Islander on Islander you know you had was Matthews went on Demko mm-hmm. you know kind of inter Canada American guys like I thought there were some really good matchups really.
2: Willie fix uh, the uh guy Cam right Talbot? Yeah, the I'm sure. worst guy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> let him up for nine.
2: Yeah, he did. He let him up. Win. So that's the. Th- I mean, not to get too into the nuts and bolts of it, but Willie had a legit chance to win it when he does the obstacle course, flies through everything, and then misses, misses the bunny. The he had like I the know. bunny, and he actually had a real chance to win it. at least McDavid still would have gone, yeah. but it would have been a bit more pressure on McDavid. Sure. Yeah.
0: the one thing that kind of stood out above and beyond anything was that. The guys put in a real effort, mm. like they, and, and, and it was led by Connor McDavid. They all worked their asses off this week weekend, and yeah, that has just on the ice. But no, on the ice. I'm I'm talking now okay. just on the ice okay. that we've seen in the past that these guys absolutely mail it in. Uh, it didn't help the last few years that we we asked them to put red noses on yeah. and costumes and yeah because people in the NHL office were so fixated on trying to be the NBA game. Just trying to show like what that uh they're entertaining or they're uh you know they got this certain style or whatever. No, no, they're just hockey players. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go back to the root of what they're supposed to do and that's show you world class skill. And that's what the, the they did. Yeah. And it was because they actually went to McDavid, and he was the nuts and bolts of revamping this whole skills competition, to your point, and it played off beautifully.
2: Yeah, a pleasant surprise for sure. I I think, you know, like I see clips like right before All-Star, a lot of different hockey accounts are uploading sort of like TikToks and Instagram reels of the old All-Star game challenge ones where it's like Yager up against Brodeur and all these different things. And to me this for the first time this is one of those that you'll be able to like if you're Charlie's age you'll be able to look back on and but be I like saw McDavid with real that, like four for four. with real nostalgia yeah. where it's not like they're shooting at a surfboard right. they're playing the actual things they're doing the actual traditional events the hardest shot like the accuracy the obstacle course but like
0: yeah McDavid just
2: set this up to win
1: Well I, I don't think there's a way to set it up that he's Well not anything the that favorite.
0: involves skating right. yeah. is, is set up for him to win
2: I, right I will say I feel like the biggest idiot for not just betting my
1: everything on
0: him to win it. That, it's you know, like,
1: I did bunk show this morning, and so he was saying the big ten seconds into the skills contest. You're like, ah, oh. yeah. It and was, was just he was there. eight to one.
0: That's that was the odds. Yeah, yes. Was, oh, ten. they were good odds then. <laughs> you
1: could have got paid if you just said, I don't know, maybe the best guy is going to win. <laughs> that, <laughs> was <laughs> dumb. Me that was Crazy. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> you I should have bought that for yeah. many dollars, uh,
0: more than a dollar. Uh, The other thing that stood out, of course, was uh, celebs. Well, no. Well, besides that, the leaf win in a three on three. Now, again, I didn't watch. Too, I didn't pay too much attention, but it was kind of set up where all the Leafs were together. So, I mean, it was it was scripted. It couldn't have been scripted any better for for leaf fans that Austin and his teammates ended up winning the whole thing.
1: Yeah, I did have Matthews as MVP. Yeah, I I went off of it. Yeah. I went off of it. I went now, to McDavid. Now, was that a true
0: because, MVP yeah. or just uh, giving it to the Close best enough. player? But I gave that Close. out, <laughs> I gave you know that out on Friday. He two goals and an assist right. in the yeah.
1: final game, and the game winner, he's the hometown All right. guy. I gave it out
2: on Friday. I didn't even stick with it. I was like, yeah. I, I watched McDavid and dominated. I like, I got to go with McDavid. Austin yeah. was getting it no
0: matter how bad he'd be.
1: I don't know. He, so, he had to do enough. Like, uh, I think Dabrinkit had three goals and three assists over I the two I saw Forsberg games.
0: score a lot of goals, too.
1: Yeah, but that's the thing. He had as many as Forsberg. So who are you going to give it to? You know, it's like he... Nice. Yeah, I... The, um, you know, the the one thing that I thought was really funny was the Bruins guys really giving it to the Leafs a little bit. Uh, Montgomery says, uh, you know, I heard Willie talking about backchecking. Didn't expect that, you know, which is a nice little barb. And then Pasternak says, yeah. like, yeah, I know the Leafs needed some wins, so good for them to get one.
2: Love I, that. Listen, I think that would carry a lot more water if you didn't just have the most historic collapse in NHL history in the first round last year. Right, but
1: it's fun that they're for sure.
2: But it, like. You thinking know, about the Leafs still. He's I mean, remind me how many Stanley Cups mm, he's won?
1: Yeah.
2: Zero. Like he's not like Mr. winning everything. <laughs> just because you play for a team that's won doesn't mean you've won anything. Like I I that to me was Yeah, uh, that's just more shot at the history than perhaps Yeah, for sure. But like individuals. Have a look in the mirror, pasta. Like you're not you're not exactly Sidney Crosby in terms of your accomplishments. Yeah. I thought that was a little bit bad.
1: Oh, I loved it. Love I'm that. sure you did. Yeah. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. That, yeah. But I just
2: it's like, you know. You were the best team in the regular season in the history of the league last year, wasn't it? And then they yeah. go up in the first round, and they blow it. The, the Kooch f- Kooch is the best. The leading scorer also blew this. Yeah. And there's no way that league fans booing him during a All-Star game will come ever back, come back in high No way.
0: No way that'll yeah, like ever if, come back. That, that's the one thing that stood out, too, is, is Kucherov. And <sighs> say, if you don't want to be here, don't, don't come.
1: Yeah. It was, so, a, it was a bad luck. You know, to me, I think he... When he tries, it doesn't look like trying. Do you know what I mean? Like, when he's shooting the puck, he's kind of... She's just got that kind of lazy motion, whatever. And then when it's going badly, and he's like, I'm not going to win, and he kind of punts anyway. To me, like, I think he was trying until it didn't work yeah. out, and then he... Watching it,
2: you know, they bring out the guest passers, and it's Connor Bedard and Sydney I'm like, <coughs> maybe he should have been Sidney Crosby doing this instead of Kucherov. It's like, I, yeah, I don't know. Anyways...
0: I think uh, what I really liked was it was in front of a, a fan base that's sophisticated enough
1: to to pick, a, up. To pick up that yeah, you're,
0: you're mailing it in. Yeah,
1: agree. And, and then and, they carried and, the booing over to the next day.
0: And it's fantastic. And I, what I also did was send a message to all the other skilled guys is that We're watching. You're, you're you're not in Florida, yeah. you know, chucking pucks at a surfboard that's here so where they're, they're just – wouldn't know any better. Yeah. You're in Toronto, man. You can't pull that crap off here get and think Vora, you're going to get away about with this it.
1: on Monday. <laughs> you know? Do you want to be the oh, subject yeah. matter? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I think <laughs> when, record, I when, think when, when they booed him, they're like, "Okay, let's pick it up." Yeah. So yeah. again, towards that that, that effort, mm-hmm. uh, taking it seriously, and putting on a good show for the fans. That's what we want when 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 you're paying four hundred bucks yeah. a ticket.
1: You know, is it not a reminder, though, when you watch the guys do those skills contests, the best in the world, how hard hockey is? Like, they're doing the passing challenge while skating, trying to hit a thing. This, You know, we just assume that for the best in the world, this bang, bang, bang. It's hard. It's a hard sport. I
2: went out for a beer after with a friend of mine. and We were talking about it. And we were watching the highlights of it on TV. And it was like, I think it's not as impressive to people because not as many people have, like, For example... You know, dribbled a basketball or shot a basketball. Like the NHL, it's like not, you don't know how insanely hard what these guys are doing. Well,
1: you know, one thing relatable that stands out to me is like when you pass a puck and it's spinning heel to toe, it curls. Yeah. So, you know, you're skating and anticipating the curl coming off your stick when you're passing from distance and hitting these small targets. You can be made the, to look a little silly.
2: McCarr during the passing challenge was unbelievable. King, king, bang, Just hitting every single <laughs> one full speed. So, yeah. Yeah, it was good.
1: All right, anything else? From the weekend? No. Uh, yeah, the celebrities, I thought, were a really nice touch. I thought yeah. I loved Bieber's coat, and I loved how much he loved it. I thought Buble and Arnett were hilarious and welcome. I, you know, sometimes hockey forces celebrities. Yeah. They got into the right ones. They're like, it's yeah. Snoop Dogg. And it's like, love Snoop Dogg. He doesn't really love hockey. They got the right ones. Yeah, they got the uh, right guys.
0: Specific, the, specifically specifically, uh, The, the, the Beebs could have tried a little harder on
1: the... Uh, you didn't like the draft.
0: I didn't like, uh, just in the lying down and the one or two word sentences. I I I don't know if he's got the confidence to try to pull it off. He's not Buble. He's not Arnett who get paid. Yeah. To not, not to sing. Like that. Yeah. But right. No,
1: he is so sincere in how much he loves the game. Like yeah. dressing up for warm up and going out with the guys, taking pictures with everyone. And he
0: did put he on did, a concert. Yeah. You know, So like, I, I get it. I, I give him a bit of a pass on that. Yeah. Because he say, is what he is,
2: and yeah. I will say I, pretty impressed with his hockey skills. Yeah, look, he looked okay. You know when he's out there warming up with a bunch of NHLers. But he, plays. he looks Yeah, I mean he plays, but like yeah. so do I, and I wouldn't look like that. So <laughs> <laughs> he looked good. I liked it. Go.
0: Good. Uh, and Mike Michael Bublé, who we had on uh, Friday. If you if not, uh, if you didn't catch it, please go back and download it because uh, his passion for the game and his passion for Vancouver and his knowledge he is. He knows
1: what's uh, going
0: on with the team. Is as good as uh, we've ever had, you know, yeah. outside of the three
1: of us. Yeah, it was a part, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was, a, you know, owner of the Vancouver Giants, like yeah, well yeah. involved in the, steeped in the hockey community there. So, um, you know, little microdose here and there, keep a guy <laughs> going through it, you know. All right, like, let's... 2024, uh, why not?
0: Uh, now, how do we feel like, uh, right back in the thick of things, like we, it seems like when there are long breaks, we wait forever for a game, and now these guys have gone through their weekend, an emotional one that was thoroughly enjoyed by family and friends, and now they're, they're thru- thrust right into a game tonight against the Islanders, and I don't know, is there a chance for a little bit of a, a letdown?
1: Well, yes. I, I think it's a, an important question, because the Leafs get a lot of flack for being a top-heavy team. They rely on four or five guys to carry them to wins, and those four or five guys just got, you know, were before, busy, busy,
2: busy. Before we get into the Leafs stuff, we should mention that we're gonna have Paul Grant in the second hour to talk about the the London Police press conference today. So we're gonna have more on that in the second hour and the more national hour, so we have a bigger audience on, audience than that. Before we get into the least stuff, I should mention that. But yeah, it was just you know not a ton of answers being given today. But we'll we'll get more into that with Paul. Just wanted to mention that before we get into the least okay. stuff
0: here. And um, also in about uh, what fifteen minutes, uh, Butch Goring will help help tee us up uh, tonight's game as well. So. Uh, So there is a chance.
1: Yes. What was I saying? Um, The letdown. Yeah, uh, because they rely on the the top four guys. They're very top-heavy. Those guys have been through the ringer this weekend, not just on the ice, but social. And also, they would have been out at nights.
2: So we have five clips on this, and this is the fifth clip. Uh, Derek, this is the most relevant one to what we're talking about here in terms of a letdown. So if you want to play clip five for us there, Derek.
3: Yeah, I think uh, talking to them yesterday, you know, they all first – had a blast, and and we we thrilled with how it all went, and, and and everything that was associated with it. I know that they were really thrilled to be a part of, uh, but it was very clear. Not so much talking to them; they didn't give you a whole lot. But just we had a lot of a lot of people in our organization that had a lot to do with the event as well, and and whether that's our training staff, equipment staff, or you know, office staff people, were, you know, throughout the building, and there was a lot of comments just about how how hectic it was and how busy those guys in particular were being here in our city. Um, so we're just, we're trying to be mindful of that. Uh, left it to them to determine what they needed yesterday as an optional again here this morning. and So,
2: um, yeah, I think that clip right there is sort of setting up the, what he thinks may come tonight. Don't you think? Talking about how it's like, yeah, they were really busy and now they're right back into it.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, the aisles only have one guy in the game Uh, which is something, but also they have Patrick Waugh, who I still think they're trying to impress and make first impressions for and whatever. Like, I think you're going to get a pretty engaged Islanders team tonight. Well,
0: really engaged if they just look at the standings and understand that if they have any playoff aspirations, it's got to go through right now Detroit and Toronto. Mm -hmm. I guess technically is Toronto still
1: a wild card Mm-hmm. They're in a wild-card spot. Spot. They, yeah, today. They, they are a point behind with yeah. three games in hand, but Tampa. I
0: don't know. Could could they pretty much kiss it goodbye with a loss, right regulation loss today? Who, Islanders? Islanders? I mean, yeah. yeah,
1: no, it's desperation. I mean, they are way back of, of uh, Detroit. they okay, I, six points back. Yeah. Yeah. It, games in hand? Yeah, they got one. Mm-hmm. So they need this. They do. They need to turn the corner and really get things started in a positive direction. And then, you know, I think it's there for them. So yeah, I expect a pretty good Islanders effort tonight and gonna to be curious what the Leafs are able to muster up. I do think that John Tavares should be better rested. Matthew Nye's another guy who looked like he could use a break. Good for those guys. But so four stars played and were busy and out at night. And well let's be real, right? Listen,
2: They've been I partying. Saw, I saw Austin at that World Cup press conference with Gary Batman Hurden out at night.
1: Yeah. And so no yarn crock, oh, no deal. So we got four partied guys and two two regulars out tonight for the Okay, Leafs.
0: you mentioned David Kemp. Uh, apparently they something happened just before the All-Star break. The Leafs thought it might settle down. It yeah. didn't. Went for, uh, I believe, an MRI, if I'm not mistaken, today just to see what was going up. We we'll, we'll get Sheldon Keefe on uh, David Camp's uh, situation. Clip three, Derek.
3: Yeah, just uh, there's, there's something there they found on the MRI that's going to require some time to heal. Um, nothing significant at this point. Uh, it's usually about a couple-week uh, timeline. Now it's a little funny because it happened before the break and... All of that, so he's sort of already on his way. So uh, not going to be available this week, and then I we'll I move into day-to-day category from there if all goes well.
1: Okay, and then do we also want to just while we're doing updates on guys, see where Joseph Wool is at? Check Perfect. in on him. Another injury guy. There, clip uh, four, please.
3: Yeah, obviously getting out on the ice today, and then kind of getting more involved in practice is it. But um, you know the timelines that we were given, uh, he's he's on track for which is is sort of the middle of this month uh, to getting back into more full involvement and then making a determination for, for his status for games from there. So we're just kind of taking it uh, a day at a time as we work towards that. But he's not, at this point, he's, in, he's, he's not anywhere close to us, uh, considering him for game action. It's more so ramping up uh, towards full partici- participation in practice and then making a determination on his, uh, his plan from there. This is dragging. With, yeah, with wall.
1: so another two weeks for wool. You know, the middle of, of the month is in 10 days, probably two weeks. So you're looking at a 10-week recovery from that injury, mm. which, you know, Kip, you've mentioned is these ankles, is it takes time.
2: Do you think that the emergence of Samsonov and I guess the quote-unquote steadiness mm-hmm. of Martin Jones has pushed back that timeline a little bit? Like, do you think they're being, they're they're feeling as though they can be a little extra cautious with the nature of the injury, or do you think it's just this is the length, regardless? I'm him. Uh, ask
0: me up. Ask me that yeah. question. A week to ten days from now. Like okay, when he's close. Yeah. yeah. Right now, the answer is no. That has okay. no bearing whatsoever.
2: I'll write that down. I'll ask you in a week.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but I feel like don't look any further for Samsonov and. What kind of comeback he's made till after tonight? That's that's the position that he put himself in by having a horrific first half of the season. You don't get he's back from from my perspective. You don't get to say he's back or the Leafs are in a good position now.
1: Yeah, he had a couple good games against Seattle and the Jets without their offense. He
0: just needs to keep building, and that includes tonight and then. If 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 it looks good tonight for Samsonov, the next test no look for, don't look any further than Dallas on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Like he's got a stiff test. He's got to get through these two games here um, unscathed.
1: Yeah,
2: I think there's a scenario where he plays all three this week, right? Because they play they play Monday, Wednesday, Saturday against the Sens, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, like I think if he's feeling good and you just play him all three and just try to build it I with I think them.
1: so too, right? You're going to play tonight, day off, you get to play again, and then, yeah, you get a couple after that. It's not like you're trying to find out what Jones is, unless you feel like you need to keep Jones sharp. Involved, but,
4: yeah.
2: Yeah. I, yeah, it's just, an, like I, I'll say it again. Knife's edge with Samson off.
0: No idea what you're going to get. No. I, I, I truly have no idea what to expect, but anyways. yes, Okay, we'll get, uh, we'll get one comment yeah. in out of Sheldon Keefe on Patrick Waugh. Of course, back in the league leading the Islanders. I'm not sure how it ends up looking for the rest of the year, but uh, he's got a lot of work to do. There's no question.
1: He does. I, I think he's going to be good for the Islanders. I think um, a lot of people there have been inspired by his passion. It's, you know, he wants to win. He's not there. He doesn't want a team that's, like, going to improve. He wants to win. So, um, yeah, why don't we have a listen on, uh, Keith with the differences in the Islanders with uh, with Patrick Waugh.
3: Uh, you know, I think that, they just seem to play with more aggression, more more pressure on the puck defensively. Seem to be, yeah, I would say that's those are the biggest things. Now we've played the Islanders twice already, and I thought both games we played them, they they played us pretty hard, and and they were, they were uh, emotional and physical type games uh, playing down in Long Island, and uh, both games went to overtime. So I you know I'm expecting much the same that way. So was that.
2: The first game that we went to together was against the Islanders, right? Remember that? Yes. That was the last time I think they played in Toronto when Rasmus Sandin fought somebody. I forget who it was that he fought. Wallstrom or yeah, someone? Yeah. He we went, to, went toe-to-toe with them. I yeah. feel like they definitely have a lot less sting in their game here mm-hmm. than when it's in Long Island for
0: yeah. obvious reasons. But,
4: uh,
0: yeah, they need it. So
1: They've lost uh, twice, right, in overtime yeah. to the Islanders this yeah. year.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay, we're going to uh, take a quick break, and we're going to bring back four-time Stanley Cup champion Butch Goring. We'll get into the Islanders with him and what Patrick's already done with this hockey club as they come back. few injuries. Uh, looks like they're getting healthier, JB. Mm-hmm. So
1: yeah. we'll get to get that. Back.
0: Maybe even ask Butchie about his <laughs> big battle with oh. Biz Nasty. <laughs> you mean
2: how he keeps putting Biz in a locker every time he tweets <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're not going to want to miss that. More Real Kipper and Born after the break.
4: Everything Raptors, before and after the games.
3: The Raptor Show with Will Lou.
4: Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Welcome back into the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee. We wait for Butch Goring, four-time Stanley Cup champion, help tee us up. New York Islanders versus the, versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. Sammy, we got him. Uh what Kind of producer are you? You're just. He has, not yet. has not answered yet. I texted Derek uh,
1: the number, so. On the way. On the way. We uh, can talk Tyler Bertuzzi getting his. All right, turn your mic on. <laughs> then you can talk about it. We could talk about Tyler Bertuzzi getting his braids cut off. Okay, his lovely hair.
0: I first, my first thought is, yeah, change it up, buddy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> 100%. whatever it takes, shave it. Yeah, but you know, whatever you were doing before, whatever. do the opposite. And donate your. He donated the the hair, right? To, he did. He
1: donated it to cancer.
0: Good for him. Yeah. Yeah.
1: To, to kids, I believe. Yeah. So, and he's done it before. So when he went home at the break, sounds like he did it again. So you're going to get a clean cut, sharp looking Bertuzzi.
2: I will say someone went through like the COVID time and you weren't able to get a haircut. Yeah. I had a
1: horrible mop.
2: <laughs> yes, yeah, same. Really bad. And I will say that first haircut when yeah. he went and got it done. New man. Boy, oh. you feel better. Like yeah. he's going to feel way better. On the he ice. He has a
0: smaller well, helmet. Yeah. He's got to get going because <laughs> the, o- the only thing left for him is to donate his hands after this. <laughs> oh, Yeah. God. There were some. He's uh, got to put the puck in the net. I actually think a, moving lot, forward.
1: a lot hinges on Tyler Vertuzzi. Like him becoming the guy they thought they were signing. I think I, I don't remember exactly what we said before the break, but at least they're like the what? 11th best team in the league right now you know they're not mid right they're they're good mid upper upper mid upper mid and you know him being a a 25 goal guy would be would can help take him to the next level get a couple of d bertuzzi starts to play well put bertuzzi or domi on the wing with a couple of the stars like let's we need to get take a step here from upper mid
0: Clearly, the Leafs didn't take me up on my advice to sneak in a, a game with the Marlies for Matthew Nyes. You mentioned that the rest might do him well, yeah. which kind of makes me laugh that a 21-year-old has got more energy than the three of us combined right now. But
1: mentally, he's never been through this. <laughs> he's never been through this. Remember, he's saying at 40-some games, he'd be done the college season by then.
0: One of them have to really establish themselves as a legit top-four player Bertuzzi, for the Leafs.
1: Domi and Nyes all need to be better but one or two of them need to be well, like legitimate players
2: yeah I mean Listen, looking ahead
0: who's I don't the most even have important? Max in there I don't have Max in there why not why, not? Because, why don't I have
1: him play wing with a couple no, of stars he's no, but, got but no he opportunity hasn't, but he hasn't I know he hasn't
0: so he's kind of excluded and, and when it comes to someone solidifying their spot with Matthews and and Marner it's either Nyes or Bertuzzi. It's not, it's not Max because Max has not been put in that position. He should be. He I should. don't disagree with you. He's not do you the third-line center answer. Do you think that's coming in the, I don't know. in the next few games? If if one of these guys doesn't step up p- production-wise?
1: Probably. I, I really think it's a matter of finding value in some of these guys at $3 million. If he's a top-six winger who can be a .75 points per game... You got value, so uh, I think he deserves a, a chance to try that out. Because I don't think it's—he's the third line center in playoffs. I don't.
2: And I mean, well, they can't, but they can't move him up right now because they don't have camp for a right. week. You so need a center. You're you need right. a center. So I guess Holmberg slides in for for camp here. But yeah, mm. you can't really go with. Have uh, we seen
1: any lineups tonight yet? As uh, as Reeves? Yeah, I think Reeves is back Reeves in. Reeves back in.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting now. And not that Camp was having a great season, but. Very important player, yeah. along with Yarncroc. Yarncroc's also, let's not forget, out probably another two weeks. Like, that that's a significant uh, yeah. blow to the depth for Sheldon Keefe.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, did you, yeah, sorry, I was just buzzed in my ear, but did you mention the penalty kill? That is, like, the most... Those are the two guys that play the most time, probably, outside mm-hmm. of Marner, right? So... Other guys will have to slide in there.
1: And looking at, you know, a 46 games that he's played so far this season for Yarncrock, he is fifth on the team in goals. He's got 10 goals. You know, it's the the big four, and then it's Kelly Yarncrock. So, you know, it's to, to lose another PK guy and a guy who can shoot it in the net. It's some real opportunity here for Nick Robertson to take the reins mm-hmm. and Holmberg and these guys, it's their time.
0: Mm-hmm. I think Holmberg slides into a camp spot tonight.
1: You foresee there with Reeves and McMahon is the likely outcome. So,
0: how about the blue line? A, you, you expect a little
1: thin. Yeah, no, I know. Not.
0: Do you expect uh, the likes of uh, TJ Brody and Gio to be better, just based on the, on the rest as well?
1: But for how long, you know, like where, where they played 46 games and I, I wouldn't say either of them look spectacular in the first half one way or the other, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, maybe, maybe you'll get a, a good push out of them early here. We'll see.
0: All right. Let's welcome him in a uh, four time Stanley cup champion. Does a terrific job on the MSG network uh, covering the New York Islanders, butch goring, butchie what's going on, pal. How are you?
3: Uh,
4: uh, living, living the dream, right? Being involved in hockey. How can it be any better than that?
0: All right. Listen, uh, were you like me, just busiest competer in the All Star weekend? Is that why you're a little late for our show? You slept in?
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, actually, but I did uh, I did take it easy. Uh use the time just to kinda of relax and uh sort of recharge the bar- uh the batteries and get ready for that last uh, thirty three games or so. Well, that's great. So, uh,
1: Butchie set us up on what to expect from this New York Islanders team now with Patrick Waugh at the helm, got a little bit of a break here and a chance to sort of prepare for a second half push. What, what's different about them? What should we expect to be different?
4: Well, certainly there's a different coaching style. I mean, uh, Lane Lambert, uh, was a much more quiet, uh, leader and, uh, didn't see as much emotion on the bench. And, uh, and that type of thing certainly, the practices have been very upbeat, and and uh, Patrick has been uh, very vocal during the practices. And uh, you know, he has uh, obviously he walks in with uh, tremendous uh, tremendous respect, given you know what he's accomplished not only as a player, but you know as a coach, winning a couple of Memorial Cups and, and and doing a heck of a job in the in the Avalanche. And I mean, even in the quote Barzell, you know the team got lazy. So uh, the reputation of Patrick Waugh is uh, they're not going to be able to get lazy
0: butch in terms of uh healthy bodies i don't think tzikas is available tonight but uh they should be getting some help on the back end how how big of a lift will that be
4: well it's huge you know like you said i'm not sure if adam pellick is back or not i, I didn't check in and with that part of it but ryan Pollock's supposed to come back and uh he had a tremendous playoff last year and and uh he can be a you know a really effective player for for the islanders so uh, they've had a tough season as far as injuries and they've lost, you know, key defensemen. And I think they've only played with maybe eight to ten games where they've had their entire top six defensemen playing. So um, in fairness to some of the results, uh, you know, having a healthy team plays an important role in in, uh, in a success. So anybody that uh, they can get back, uh, I, I understand that, uh, you know, Sezekis is going to be out for a while, but young McLean has done an excellent job. So, uh, you know, we'll see how, how it all goes. But there's no question that this... Uh, this team is, needed a boost, unfortunately. Uh, they weren't playing their, their best hockey, and uh, as we all know, it's not all about the coach. It's a lot about the, uh, the players, too. But uh, they seem to be rejuvenated, uh, not only physically but mentally.
1: But, Jay, how do you assess this Islanders team in terms of true talent, like where they should be in the NHL standings versus where they actually are is this a team that you feel like had been underachieving their true talent level a lot, or is this a team with this, you know, maybe the ceiling is not quite as high as expectations
4: for some? You know what? I don't know where this team is because it's been a team that's just never, this season, has never been able to pr- uh, bring a consistent effort. I mean, yeah. you know, the Toronto Maple Leafs thinks they're world beaters, and, and then other teams think they're egg beaters. So uh, they, have, they have moments where they look, you know, okay, I can take on the world, and then the next night they show up like they did in Minnesota, with no excuses, and they look like they couldn't be an American Hockey League team. So, for me, uh, you know, it's really hard to understand just who they are and what they are, and how good can they be because they just don't put it together long enough to really give you a sense. Okay, uh, this is who you are, and they haven't been as healthy as they would like to be. So. Uh, when they have everybody together and they're playing their game, then, then they can challenge anybody on any, any given night. So uh, I'm hoping Patrick uh, can get these guys to play on a more consistent basis so uh, you know everybody can get a handle on say, are they real contenders? Could they do well in the playoffs? Or are they a bunch of pretenders?
0: We're talking to four-time Stanley Cup champion Butch Goring, who's covering the New York Islanders on the MSG network. Uh, Butch, We know Patrick's here now for for a long while here, but uh, just in terms of the pressure to get them into the playoffs this year, is it truly there or is his main job here to go into that dressing room and find out who he can win and not win with moving forward?
4: Well, I think it's a little bit of both. I I, I think that Lou brought in Patrick, uh, you know, because uh, he believes – that this team can can be better than than it has been and so uh he wants to see patrick find a way to get these guys to get themselves in the playoffs and as we saw last year you, know, you get in the playoffs you never know what's going to happen you get hot you get the right goaltender things go well for you you can do a lot better than maybe their the expectations are but i think in the same breath i think uh they want to see uh you know certainly from a coaching perspective what his opinion is of this team who does he like who doesn't he like and and then you know, maybe they make some uh, adjustments as time goes on. So I think, I think it's a twofold fold question that I'm trying to answer for you. Yeah. Hey, can you give us
1: an insight into this Matt Barzell character? Because watching him at the skills contest, there's not many people on earth who can do some of the things he can do. You know, and he kind of checks in as a point-per-game guy uh, with the Islanders. You know, what's the missing piece for this guy to take the next step to not just be a skilled guy, but to be as effective as some of the, you know, 12 guys using in that all-star skills contest with?
4: I think Matt Barzell is 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 sitting on the on the, on the perimeter of being a, a superstar in this league. I think yeah. he is. Uh, this year has been his best year as a pro by by Country Mile and not just only on the score sheet, but but certainly in every aspect of the game. I mean, he is uh, he's been much more vocal. He's much more mature. And and in uh, watching the All Star game, as we all know, those All Star games are very loosely played games most of the time. Nobody pays a lot of attention to the defense. Everybody's looking to score the goals. But I will tell you, in watching the games, I thought Matt, Matt Barzell was the most professional of them all. He actually was in defensive position, stepped in front of people, uh, looked like, okay, it's a playoff game. And to me, that's the most important part of, uh, of his game that he has been working on. And from the All-Star game, which is a nothing game, from that aspect, he showed me a whole lot of things. So we know he can do a lot of different things. I would say that the only thing that he could probably add to his game is I'd like to see him score more goals. I think he's capable. I think he's a passer by nature. But so was Sidney Cosby, and Sidney Cosby decided to be a scorer one year, and we know what happened then. So I think that's about the only aspect of Matt's game that I would like to see him get to to be just a little more of a prolific scorer.
0: Butch, I'm not not saying this to kind of – you know, underwhelm the Bo Horvaths, the Andres Lee, uh, or the Brock uh, Nielsen. But do they need another high, high-end skilled guy to go with Barzell to maybe go to another level here? Is there is there a thought that maybe just just it's not high enough as a as a second guy to play off for Barzell?
4: Uh, I, no, I wouldn't uh, necessarily agree with you. I, I will tell you, though, there's no question they need a little more offense. And, you know, the, the second line with Palmieri and Nelson and, and uh, Engball has not been anywhere near as consistent as, as they need to be. I mean, they've got to get some offense on a more consistent basis. Certainly Brock Nelson has provided you know 20 goals, so you can't say he's not getting his job done. But Palmieri has struggled uh, at times. Engball has gone through a real tough stretch over the last 20 games. Uh, of course, I don't have to tell you guys about that. Oh, nope. so, uh, not our producer Sammy. <laughs> uh, and 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 so I, I think that line there has to has to. They got to find if if it's not that line, then they got to find someone else that, that 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 can do it. So I think that is a more pressing need uh, than anything else. Anders Lee does fit in there pretty well, you know. And and don't forget, Anders scored over thirty goals, uh, you know, two years in a row. So that's not too bad. It's not too shabby. It's uh. So I think you have to look at it from, from that aspect. It's been a good fit. But for me, it's, uh, the second line has got to got to figure out uh, you know, how to, how to get more goals.
1: All right, Butch, I hope this isn't an annoying question for you, but we just have to ask. The Toronto, <laughs> the, with the Toronto Maple Leafs and the New York Islanders go head-to-head, I'm not even going to ask you about John Tavares. The Leafs are Paul Bissonnette's favorite hockey team. I need to know. Is are you guys pals behind the scene? You guys have a, a hell of a run at each other online these days. Give us the background on, on the whole thing.
4: Well, I can't give you all the secrets, but uh, what I what I can be honest with is I've never met Paul Bissonette in my lifetime. Yes. Uh, you, you know, so uh, he was never on the ice. So how could I ever play against him? And <laughs> and, and, and quite frankly, you know. Uh, I watch him, and, and really, the, you know, for me, I'm, I'm just defending my Islander team. I'm an yeah. Islander through and through, and, and if Biz wants to take a pot shot at, uh, at the Isles, uh, so be it. And uh, so when, when the opportunity comes, uh, we have good trade-off. Uh, you know, I'm not sending any hitmen after him, I, I can tell you that much, but uh, uh, we're, we're having a good time, and, and, uh, and the fans seem to be having a good time.
0: How about a podcast with the two of you called like spitting at <laughs> each other?
1: <laughs> I mean, people are loving it, Butchie. I can tell you from both sides, it's fully entertaining. So,
0: hey, hey, One more, love- Butchie, just one more for me. And it's it's Sorokin. Sorokin was always the guy that they talked about that was just on the outside of being the best goalie in the league behind uh, Vasilevsky and and uh, Shosturkin. And he's, he's not having a good year, is he?
4: Well, you know what? It, that's another one that's kind of a little bit misleading, to be perfectly frank with you. They have they have on, on many, many occasions a team that has hung him out to dry. I mean, I'm not a big fan of stats and all that, but he, he he's number one in saves in high-danger scoring areas. So that speaks volumes about what kind of a game this guy's having to play most nights, night in and night out. And in fact, Patrick Waugh, well, you know, Mentioned as one of the first things he said is we we got to give this guy a break. I mean we're we're just we're killing him with the the opportunities and the shots. So I think the stats are a little misleading, but I will say that he's been uh, a little leaky, more so than he was last year. I mean some of the goals uh, slipped through him this year, and and that didn't happen last year. So yeah, I agree with you that he was on. uh, You could say he was uh you know, and he was second in the Vesna last year, and and he deserved it. Um, so, but this year he hasn't been as, as I would say as spectacular is probably the best way to say it. he's been really good. He's the reason they have as many wins as they do. Uh, but he hasn't been spectacular. And, and I think the, the bar has been set so high that when he lets in one, we're all like, Oh, Jesus, what's wrong with him? You know?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, I've seen that myself watching these games. It's been a different defense in front of him. Last one uh, for me. I just want to talk about one of those guys in the D chord, Noah Dobson, maybe one of the most unsung D in the NHL at this point. He's having a hell of a breakout
4: year, isn't he? he? He should have been in the all-star game. Yeah. Uh, just, just let me just say that he, 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 he has been spectacular and he's, he's the, you know, the biggest jump in anybody's game has come from Noah Dobson. And uh, he is now what I would consider a legitimate number one bottom five pick. I mean, he is, it took him a, a, a lot longer than everybody wanted it to be, but he has been nothing short of sensational. I mean, his offensive uh, prowess has been spectacular. He's a great skater. He has great vision. He has a scoring touch to him, and his defense continues to get better and better. So th- this guy uh, is, is a legitimate player for the Islanders, and, and everybody will be talking about him and, and maybe in, in the very near future about uh, being able to keep up with Hughes and Makar. So um, he's been great.
0: Looking forward to tonight's action, uh, Butchie. Thanks for doing this, pal.
4: All right, you guys. Take care. Be well. Justin, good to talk to you, man. You too. Thanks, Butchie.
0: That's Butch Goring. Stanley Cup winner four times
1: with the New York Islanders. Hell of a golfer, too. Decent playoff numbers for old Butchie, too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. He, so, he could do it all. Oh, my so, God. Yeah. PK,
0: everything. Yeah. So the deal of- like, Biz just goes after the Islanders. He hates the New York the, Islanders. His,
2: I, you know, I don't necessarily listen to their podcast fully, but, like, the the sort of feeling I get from clips and on Twitter and stuff is that he finds them boring. And he thinks they're boring. He thinks their fans are a little
1: You know what, though? That to, me annoying. Is, it, to me, that the boring thing is a remnant from the Trotz era. Yeah. Islanders, when they got that reputation, yeah. I don't know that that's as accurate. Well, the is
2: boring. Well,
1: yeah. yeah. But now yeah. they give up a ton of chances and don't win.
2: Yeah. That's so, the, and then, I mean... The, the exchanges are excellent, and like even what she could just got it went in there, being like, "Hey, he was never on the ice, so I don't know how to reply." Kind of it's, like, it's like, you know, yeah. accomplishments. It's it's hard to side
1: with his. Yeah, well, yeah, but, <laughs> you know, love the guy, but yeah. it's like, ah, oh, his numbers are tired
2: which
0: I wonder where the there. Islanders would be if, if just if uh, uh Sorokin. Sorokin was an All Star this year.
1: You know, so Butchie mentioned, like, their high danger chances or whatever. Sport logic, and I don't know how much this, you believe in these metrics, but goal saved versus expectations. So they take, like, high danger chances, score this off and whatever. The top five are Sorokin, Demko, Hellebuck, Swayman, and Ingram. You know, he's in the group of guys that's been very good for a team that has not been very good. They just give up. They're the opposite of Trotz era Islanders at this point. They needed a coaching change as much as any team I've seen in a long time. We'll see if he gets a little better insulated. It's bad. Right. I it's did like your better. question about do they need a top end guy? Cuz they do struggle to put it in the net.
0: And like again, I'm I'm love Bo Horvat, mm-hmm. but He's if got 45 if, if, points, if, if um Barzel had one other high high end guy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would go a long way. For sure it
0: would. I, I mean be like Matthews or Marner or Nylander just being solo on the Leafs. Yeah, the way I see it.
1: Yep, Mm -hmm. it's tough to produce when you don't have someone else that can do the things you're doing. And Horvat, 20 goals is definitely helping him, but Horvat's not a top 50 guy in the league.
2: You're you're so right on on, um, Barzal. Yeah. He's a breathtaking
1: He can do everything that, you know, he's skate with McDavid. Watching him fly around the ice in the fastest skate.
0: I'm still not convinced, though, that he has the high, high IQ to go along with a
1: high, high high-end talent. I think that's... You know, offensively, it's a unique talent to know where the most dangerous place on the ice is, to put the puck there all the time. That's why Leon Dreisaitl so nasty. You're never like, he's not the fastest no. guy. He just knows where to be, where to put it.
2: He also plays the Bodor, so that
1: helps. He plays the Bodor and <laughs> Earth's best player.
0: Yeah, that helps. <laughs> okay, we still have plenty more on the Real Kipper and Bourne show. Uh, in the next hour, Claude Julian, one of the top winning coaches in NHL history, will join us. We'll talk about Todd McClellan letting go, being let go in L.A., We'll also have Paul Grant, Sr. Editor for Sportsnet.ca, to update us on the latest from the 2018 World Junior case where they right. spoke today. Yep. So plenty more on Real Kipper and Born. Don't go away. The storylines continue. And we'll return after these words.